Welcome back to Karen L Talks. This is the third episode of the fashion side of the podcast. I'm Angie. And I'm Deuce. And today we're going to talk about Gucci and Alessandro Michel leaving as creative director. So Alessandro Michel is mainly known for pretty much bringing up Gucci from when they started to kind of decline in popularity with the public by making a geek chic kind of look. Um, Pretty much anything that you think of with Gucci in the last few years is his work. Um, It's very distinctive from what they used to do in the past. And he had been working there for about 20 years and in 2015 became the creative director. Uh, And now it was announced that he is leaving that position, which is a pretty big deal considering how much he did for the company and also how long he's been there. Yeah, and him leaving has brought up a lot of questions that um, what is he going to do when he leaves? Because with a lot of creative directors, when they leave companies, they go on to start their own or to work for others just because they want to use their designs in a different way and kind of show people that they're not they're not lacking of creativity. It's just kind of they need to get in a new scene and be able to push out different designs a different way. Yeah, and the statement made really kind of shows that that's more than likely what happened and like what is going to happen is because a lot of that statement from both, um, I am blanking on his name right now, but the current like general director of Gucci, um, the CEO, what his statement was, and also Alessandro Michel's statements, they both were kind of just like, we had diverging opinions and images of what the collections and brands would be. Um, so this has led to them having to separate their work. Um, but I guess the good thing is it's not on bad terms. Yeah. Because it could have been. Yeah. But, like very much so. But I think that he is more than likely going to make his own brand. Because also if it's like he has one idea of what to do with the collection, but the brand has a different idea then obviously that's not going to work, and they're going to try and find someone who has that same idea as they do instead of going with us. Exactly. And I wouldn't be surprised if wherever he goes or whatever he starts, it kind of um, kind of draws back to the kind of designs that he had brought to Gucci, but in a whole different flair, just kind of revamped. I am going to be very excited to see that because his style for Gucci is very, very, very specific, and I like the whole, like, geek, preppy, like that kind of look to it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I could see him doing something that mixes the collections with Gucci along with like the kind of vibe of Vivian Westwood stuff of like a lot of the plaids and everything. Cause he kind of, he did some, a lot of really similar patterns with Gucci with that, but I could see him doing more of like the big boxy silhouettes and stuff, like a lot more of that. So it'll be interesting to see how he evolves as well. Yeah, I'll be very curious to see if he goes, um, like, if he tends to stick towards very dull colors or try to go a little more brighter with it. Because that's one thing that I, um, a lot of brands now that are really um, popular, they're starting to use a lot of black, gray, just colors that aren't really very vibrant. And the ones that are, they're kind of, they will get a lot of looks at Fashion Week and things, but it's not those aren't the pieces that you see worn around a lot and styled with other things because it's kind of hard to match them with stuff. Yeah, I think it's honestly a better marketing-like thing as well as to use brighter colors because I 
I'm also, once again blanking on names, but the brand where their most recent collection was all that very hot pink um, color that Sebastian Stan wore, I believe, for the Met Gala, just that very neon pink. Mm-hmm. It's very distinctive, and also that made a lot of people talk about it in general. Also, him showing up to the Met Gala, very much not in like... Not fitting the theme yeah. in a very bright color made people talk about the collection. Exactly. So I think it's a good marketing opportunity, but also I feel like in Michelle's um, like actual collections with Gucci, especially in the last few years, there have been more color to them. Like I feel like he had more like pinks in it, and yeah, than I remember seeing with Gucci in the, before that. So I could see him just fully doing colorful stuff afterwards, which would be very. Very nice to the fashion world because it's like, what's the, I mean, yeah, stuff like that that is dark and can go with a lot of stuff, you're kind of limiting yourself when you do it because there's already stuff out there like that. And if you're going to go out and push your own brand or try to show something new, try to try to completely like change everything and make people want to get it for it being different not for it being oh this is kind of similar to this other stuff but it's by somebody that I like yeah so like with a lot of the neutral clothing too it is very limiting because you kind of have to rely on silhouettes and if you don't if you're not very adventurous with silhouettes then it just kind of all looks like the same thing that's being put out but like color kind of leans to a lot of other things that you can do with it, not necessarily just with like patterns and shapes and stuff. So I feel like he has a little bit more leeway, more than likely. But I'm also curious if Gucci is going to lean even harder into the neutrals mm-hmm. than they currently are with him leaving. Like if they're going to be like very much the extremes of each other, of him being very colorful and then being like brown, yeah. gray, black. Because you don't want. Both of them, they don't want to put something out and then be like, oh, this is kind of the same as Gucci or this is the same as the brand that you're starting now. So That would be very awkward. Yes. <laughs> very yes. much so. But I think it could be interesting, too, because a lot of people really like Alessandro Michel in general because of what he did with Gucci, but also him as a person and then also just his own like designs and everything. So I, f- I feel like uh, a lot of people have gone in fashion houses and then left and made their own brands. Um, like great example, since we're talking about Gucci is Tom Ford and people know Tom Ford and his name, but I feel like a lot of people have also done that same thing, but their new brand of their that's owned by them doesn't really pop off as well. But I feel like he has a very high potential for it because Uh I saw a lot of people on social media being like, my day is ruined. Yeah. I um I'm curious to see if the price ranges will be the same because there's like a few designers that I follow now that have their own brands but they also are creative directors of brands and it's like the brand that their creative director of has this price point and their brand is like kind of three fourths of that price point so it's not fully all the way to there but it's like still the same high fashion the brand that I'm talking about is Javinci and um the creator of the creative director of Javinci is Matthew Williams, but he also has a brand that's called 1017 Elites, which is a smaller brand, but it's still a high fashion brand, and it's not as expensive as Javinci, but it gives kind of the same looks, the same kind of vibe. I forgot that he owned that. To be honest, <laughs> I remember him like being the creative director of like Givenchy, but I don't remember 
him owning a second yeah. one. Yeah, I, for the longest, I didn't know that that was his brand, and then I had figured it out because one of my favorite artists rocks a lot of Aleek stuff. So, I with that, I'm kind of curious what he what Michelle would name his like brand because. Like, I mean, Tom Ford is Tom, Tom Ford. Ford. <laughs> like, um, and then, like, Vera Wang is Vera Wang. Yeah. Like, someone else who left a company, like, is, like, Mark Jacobs mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's Mark Jacobs. Yeah. But, like, other ones are not their name in any way at all. So I wonder if he would use his name or, like, a derivative of it or something completely out of the box which i could see him using his name because he's very well known compared to like matthew williams if he was to that's like it's not a very distinctive name it's it's one of those names when you hear it's like huh i might know a matthew williams so it's like if it's not distinctive i think you need to come out with a good name that really draws people in yeah that's so unfortunate for matthew williams honestly (laughs) is to not have an extremely distinctive name when you're doing all of these very distinct things uh-huh. like yeah that's it's very unfortunate for him but I, f- I feel like I could see Alessandro and Michelle doing more of like the like a derivative of his name almost like using like part of his first name or like his last name only something like that more than just like Alessandro Michelle but also that's a pretty good it's still a cool name it's a pretty good brand name honestly yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I could see people on the runway being like what are you wearing Alessandro Michel. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it makes sense. It does. It, sound, it sounds very good aesthetically. Um, I think that whatever he does do, I think it's going to pop because he has supporters. And just off his work at Gucci, you know that it's going to be something that people like and it's going to be something that is just very, very different and just bright to the scene. And when someone leaves a company, like, and it makes that much traction, that makes a lot of people very anxious to look at what they're going to do next. So there's already a lot of attention on more than likely his new brand. If he doesn't Mm -hmm. make a brand, then, well, I guess we're wrong. (laughs) But, like, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen is him Mm -hmm. make his own brand. But everyone's kind of already looking to it, so he'll definitely be successful with it no matter what. He's not going to have the problem of... Are people going to, like, is this going to be in people's faces? Is it going to draw attention to people? Like, people are going to be waiting to see if he does start a brand. And if he does, then it's like, here it is. How do you guys think of this? Like, it's going to be put in a lot of people's face that enjoy fashion and just like seeing new things. Yeah, the thing I'm curious, though, is if he'll do, like, later collaborations and stuff with Gucci still. Because it seems like they didn't leave on bad terms. Mm -hmm. And he was with them for so long. That I could see them doing, like, some, like, collaboration thing. Because that happens a lot, too. Or, yeah. like, people still collaborate with the old brands that they worked with. Or, like, even just ones that they just have a good relationship with in some way. Or they gave, like, a recommendation or exactly. something like that. That's like with, uh, back on Matthew Williams. He um he has a bunch of collaborations with Aleeks that aren't Givenchy. But it's just because where he's worked with them, he's built these relationships. It's not as hard for you to get that collaboration with your brand which kind of makes it a little bit more unique because you're not collaborating with somebody that you worked with so it's kind of not like people know kind of the vibe of Gucci and if he was to collab with that it's kind of like a this is kind of like what you were doing there you're already putting your um your creative mind behind it but these other brands that you have built relationships with what is 
what what do those ideas look like with them that aren't still tied back to Gucci that's just coming from your mind? Yeah, I think it would just be, like, I could see more of, instead of, like, collections, like I said, like, maybe, like, a throwback kind of collection almost and like, like years from now it being like, hey, remember when we did Geek Chic? There, <laughs> there it is, <laughs> kind of thing. I feel like that would make more sense because also he has a very distinctive style with Gucci, so I could, like what you just said, I could see them. A possible collaboration could just be repeating what they did, but it also just depends on whatever he does because if he has a very, very, very distinct thing, then Gucci could just like use like in a collaboration, use that style just with their logo on it kind of situation instead of redoing what they've already done. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I can definitely see Gucci start to lean way more into the likes of like Yves Saint Laurent, like Balenciaga, Givenchy, like how those collaborations and like collections look I could see them leaning more into that especially since Alessandro Michel is leaving yeah. I do agree with that mm-hmm. um, speaking on one of the brands you just brought up Balenciaga as they've been in the news recent um, yeah there's not really too much good you can say about it it's one of those things that it's kind of like there's just no there's no good thing about it um I personally don't know the full intent behind it, so I can't give a full synopsis on it. But I also think in due time that we will have a full answer from them because it's like everyone that is either models for Balenciaga that are celebrities that are just like always seen in their stuff or people that are high up in the company, they've not really came out with a a statement that really explains it versus just trying to... um, kind of say they don't condemn those type of actions so it's kind of like in time we'll have a full answer and I guess that'll give everybody a full look on the situation but it's just kind of it's crazy yeah I feel like a lot of the confusion is from firstly social media because like Deuce and I were looking at it beforehand just to clarify on things because we were both kind of confused but like there were some tweets where they were like explaining the documents that were included in one of the commercials, like campaigns. And that tweet did not say everything about it, just kind of used very specific words to make people engage with the tweet and then do more with it. But also Balenciaga themselves have been very weird about statements Mm -hmm. because they firstly put the blame in a lawsuit on the studio who made the campaign and then like the person in charge of that. But then they, those people went back and said, you all were there and allowed it. So it's just a lot of very mixed information. And I don't think anyone's giving a straight answer. And that's why it's so confusing, which I get some of the like people with, um, like people with contracts with Balenciaga kind of being a little more on the silent end because of how wishy-washy is not the right term, but it's what my brain is telling me to use at the moment. Like they're going very back and forth on what the actual 
intent was, yeah. what happened, why this like was approved, why this was put out kind of thing. And so I feel like that's limiting um, people with influence being able to actually make statements about it because they're just not being clear. Yeah, and I think people not making statements on it is not as much based on what they believe, but a lot of it is probably based on the business aspect. Like, you don't know, they don't know exactly who let all those things go through. And if it was somebody that eventually gets taken away from the brand and they were to just bash the brand, they could be losing out on a deal or something that could really benefit them or help their career. And it's like, They've got to kind of wait and see exactly what all happened for them to completely cut ties with the brand, in my opinion. Yeah, if you jump the gun and then completely burn bridges with relationships to companies and stuff, especially when you're trying to, like, still work with other ones, that's going to put a sour taste in other brands' mouth, and then they're not going to want to work with you. So if you lose that contract, then you don't get other ones. And then that is not great, like, for people. But I did, like, I... Like, when we were talking before actually recording, I had a very specific opinion on, like, Kim Kardashian's statement because I kind of understand her statement of being, like, I'm sorry that I haven't made any statements and, like, said anything and been silent because I've been in contact with the Balenciaga team trying to get to the bottom of this. And I kind of understand that, but at the same time, it was not done right is what I would say because... She has, like, from what we were just saying, she doesn't necessarily have the same, like, career-ending possibility of burning that bridge like some other, like, people with those contracts would because um, she has a lot of money and she owns her own companies and all of this stuff. But And she would easily be able to get a different contract, yeah. even if she said bad things exactly. about Balenciaga. But... Um, she, I think that what should have happened was because she has so much influence on things. And I think that it would be a good precedent to set for other brands because inevitably there are going to be scandals, maybe not like this specific exactly. thing, but there are going to be scandals. There were some for Gucci, like there's ones for every single one. And I think that it would be a good precedent to set for people to actually talk about it at the beginning. And I think what she should have said was, Hey, this happened. I don't really agree with it. I, um, I'm sorry that this came out. I don't know what this is. I am in talks with Balenciaga. Like, right, like I'm trying to figure out what happened, but I want to say that I don't agree with it. But I'm currently talking to Balenciaga, and we will get back to you. Yeah, something like that. Because, like, with a following that big, the more you wait, the more people think you have something to do with it, or you agree with what's going on. Like silence is silence is silence says so much in a lot of different conversations, a lot of different topics. Like not saying something is just as bad in some situations as saying something. I know that you all can't see that, but I was very aggressively nodding my head to that because um, <laughs> she like she has a lot of social capital, and so she can afford to like do things that other people can't. But also at the same time, Kardashians cannot afford silence in that same way because they already have a lot of bad opinions that people hold against them. So the silence looks even worse for them because I feel like they're a very specific group of people where people automatically assume the worst. Yeah. So her staying silent 
really did not help her at all. Even if she had like the best possible intentions of not wanting to jump the gun and like assume things while also trying to work with the brand to figure out what happened, maybe prevent it, like maybe create like some form of justice in some way. Like maybe that's what she's trying to do. But waiting that long was not great, yeah, specifically like, because of what people think about her. Exactly, and at the end of the day, like your whole your whole family and your your you guys' life is filmed. What's like? How hard is it to make a statement when as soon as you hear about this stuff? Like, like what's stopping you? Yeah, like it's not it's not that hard to to say that you don't agree with the stuff that's going on and you need to figure out what's going on. Because, I mean, in her case. Her, the creative director of Balenciaga, she is very good friends with him, so I guess that could be a reason why she waited, but still, I mean, if I had a very close friend that worked for a brand, and I was sponsored by that brand, and they did something that I didn't approve with, I'm going to give a statement out to say I don't approve of this so people don't associate that with me. And then we're going to figure out, like, how did this happen, why did this happen, and who's at fault for this. Yeah, I think that she, like, waited a few days if that seems right but like i think maybe like waiting a day texting the ceo being like hey what's up with this what (laughs) like like doing that form of communication she was probably in communication with like lawyers and Mm -hmm. stuff because contracts are not just signed with like there's one representative of the company here sign this like you the there's lawyers involved there's a lot of stuff involved with it so she was probably in talks with like all of those people but like a day of waiting makes sense. I think she also took too long, but also I think there were some people being like, "This got put out twenty minutes ago. Why isn't she to said talk anything?" About it right now, like, come on now, people have lives. Maybe she was asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe she was filming. Maybe she was in a meeting or something. Like, not everybody is on their phone twenty four seven or have notifications for different things that just pop up and show you what's happening on in the world. Yeah, like I mean, we may be able to do that yeah. kind of thing, but like. Let's really think about this for a moment. She's one of the busiest people probably in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't no. think she just has free time that she can be on her phone. And to her extent, she probably doesn't get notifications. So her finding out about it was probably somebody texting her like, hey, did you see this? Or She probably has a separate work phone, if we're going to be honest. Like, she probably, like, when she's home, this phone. Like, because also she can afford that. It's probably something like that. Also, I mean, if I had that mu- that many people trying to contact me, I would want something separate <laughs> in my in my personal opinion. But also, people are allowed downtime. I just think that people are too harsh on her. But also, she shouldn't have, like she should still be held accountable in some way. But I think people blaming her for it is weird. Yeah. She isn't a part of the creative team of Balenciaga. Exactly. They just style her. Exactly. That's really it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she's very influential in fashion and, like, very influential in that whole entire industry, if we're going to be honest, because she did not invent contouring, nor did her um, makeup artist, but she popularized it majorly. And a lot of other things that she's, like, done have made have created trends within both high and low fashion industries. So she has a lot of, like, say and impact in what she does. But that really is only after the fact, not in the production of these things happening. Yeah, not in the creative process. It's like 
she's giving things and styled and then it's kind of like she puts her own flair to it and then that's what pops that's what people see and they're like huh in that kind of position the only thing you can really do is what she has done i do think she was too late to that response but the only thing that she can really do is what she is now at being like hey this was weird i saw this i'm in contact with them like that's kind of really the only thing that you can do it because they're for campaigns that have nothing to do with her, they're not going to be like, hey, Kim, do you agree with this? Yeah. I think people are just very quick to jump the gun on blaming people with that kind of influence, especially online. Because if we're going to be honest, when people are online, they do not care. Like, they're going to say whatever they mean and, like, jump the guns, have immediate reactions and stuff. And it's like, maybe we should think about this for a little bit. Exactly. Like, like we said, she probably did not see it for at least a few hours. Mm-hmm. And I follow some, I follow a model. His name's Ben Slacken. And then there's a, another, um, there's a guy that does YouTube videos. His name's Tristan Payne. And he kind of like goes up to people and asks them what they're wearing and everything. And he had a very interesting story. I think it was yesterday or two days ago that he was like speaking on the whole, the whole um, thing that was going on. And he was kind of saying like, like what I was saying earlier, a lot of people that are really outraged about it have never shopped with the brand or maybe are like they shop with other brands that have other scandals that are going on that they don't know about. But it's kind of like they're talking about this one because it's in the media and it's right there. But like what he was saying was at the end of the day, he can only do his part and he can't really do stuff for other people. But he donates to foundations and stuff and tries to help other people but like at the end of the day he doesn't think that him wearing like a piece or something is him promoting their their vision if that is their vision or like what they believe in he kind of kind of disassociates the art with the artist like we were talking about earlier and um he was kind of just saying like if you're going to be outraged about this try to make an effort like don't just don't just be on your phone being a um What's that word? Troll. Yeah, a troll. <laughs> there's, another, there's another one, a keyboard warrior. Oh, yes. yeah. Don't just be on your phone going crazy. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, words don't do too much. It's actions. Like, if you think this is crazy uh, and you don't, you don't approve of it, which a lot of people, most people shouldn't, everyone shouldn't, but go try to do something to show that you you care about what you're talking about, like, Try to help out other people. Try to do things that show that you're a good human and not just what you say is good. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's like people can only do so much with it. Like, Deuce and I very much do not agree with the campaign. I think that is obvious. At all, yeah. yeah I think that's <laughs> obvious. But just clarifying. Um, but us saying something like on this podcast is not going to do a single thing. Exactly. It's really not. At all. Like, because, like, I mean, since we were talking about Kim Kardashian, how many times has she, like, technically been canceled? Exactly. and She still has a job. She's canceled by groups and people that have a lower social capital, so it's like, it's really not even canceling, it's giving them a platform to more people. So it's like, it would be different if there was a bunch of celebrities that were, like, trying to cancel Balenciaga, then it would be a whole different thing, but where it's not a bunch of celebrities and it's kind of just, like, a bunch of... Just a, it's just a bunch of people that aren't celebrities that are having thoughts and says about it. It's kind of like, it's not really affecting them. 
Like a boycott works when you are their clientele already. Mm-hmm. Boycotts do not work if you aren't. Exactly. Like, if you already haven't been buying, a boycott is just you existing how you already have been. Like it. Like if you get enough traction and enough people with that influence, then yes, like stuff like that and the movements on social media can result in something. But just people like I feel like a lot of the people who have been making more talk about it online and in person as well. They're not going to Balenciaga is not going to hear that. They're not going to notice it. A lot of the people that like, if we're going to be honest, a lot of the people who actually do frequently um, like purchase Balenciaga are not really on social media. If we're going to be honest, because a lot of them are really rich and they don't really frequent social media like at all. Um, Because at that point, a lot of, Social media is run by employees, not that actual person. So more than likely, these people are not seeing it at all. Exactly. Like, I don't, like, condemning what companies do is important, but you have to think of, like, bigger of what Deuce was saying, of, like, doing something actual, like, actually trying to do something. Because just talking online and like what we're doing is not, it's not going to actually result in anything. Um, like reaching out to people and like maybe the actual company itself, maybe that can do something. But just talking about it and getting overly angry is really not going to do anything either. Because even if it gets a lot of traction, companies don't pay attention to explosive stuff. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, we don't care. Like, cool, bye. Like, that's what their mentality is. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. It's it's just a weird situation that I feel like the internet didn't necessarily blow it out of proportion, but I think that a lot of people were, like, overestimating what the internet could do, almost. Because the internet is very powerful. It is. But it's not going to cancel Balenciaga. Exactly. How many people know the brand name? It's in songs. Yeah. Like, it, like people know the name. People are going to still purchase. Like, it, it's the same with just anything, like, separating art from the artist. People still purchase things. Mm-hmm. People still watch Mel Brooks movies. People still do all of these things that have been condemned, like, by, pe- by the people who make them. But people still consume it. Yes. So it's like... I don't know. It's just a really weird situation that's just going to keep repeating at the end of the day. Because like I said, brands are just going to keep having controversies. That is true. Because firstly, human error is a very, very big thing and very common. Yes, happens all the time, every day. But like at the same time, there's also going to be bad apples no matter what. And like any company, big or small, and that's going to result. Like that's gonna result in weird, th- like in weird things coming out, things that are not savory, like all of these things. It's just gonna keep happening. So like, it's not good that it's gonna keep happening, but like, I don't know how to. I don't really know if there's really anything anyone can do about it because it's really up to like parent companies and the people with like those actual positions. It include like it also that doesn't include the people with contracts either. Like it's just those people with the big high paychecks, salaried jobs. Yeah, and with saying all this, it's 
it's not like we're saying it's bad to have an opinion because everybody should have their opinion and be able to say something about something. I but mean, it's we're like, sharing our own. Exactly. But it's like at the end of the day, when you have an opinion, you should be able to not be able to, but when you have an opinion and it's an opinion about something like this, you should be doing something that um, goes with your opinion that shows that like you're really you're against whatever's happening or you're for whatever's happening in any opinion you should be able to have things that back that up to show that you are you're 100 percent behind what you believe because at the end of the day like we're saying words are just words you can say whatever you want to say but your actions are really going to define who you are and what you truly believe in so it's just like that's something to always think about what can i do that shows that i am what i am saying i am or i am for what i'm saying i am for versus just you saying it yeah, and, like, talking about it does help because it brings awareness, too. It does. Like, maybe not necessarily, like, bring awareness to, like, this specific thing, but just awareness to, like, brands. And because also brands are very out of touch. Like, that's it's very obvious. And a lot of campaigns and a lot of things that get said, brands are very out of touch. So talking about it does help because it, like... It can maybe bring some awareness, but also it just lets other people know that this is happening and maybe they frequent this brand and then they'll stop because they are like, oh yeah, I saw this on so-and-so's Instagram that this happened and I looked into it more and I don't agree with it. So I'm not going to purchase anything else. So like it can still do something. It's just, I think the explosive anger was more counterintuitive than I think people wanted it to be. Because, like, a lot of people, like, the social media um, employees for all these brands, they do not look at the hate in any way at all. No. No. Like, They're just looking at what they have to do for their job. And, like, with this, everything that's going on, before this going on, I'm sure if you put it on Google uh, BA, you'd have all these different searches coming up. But now if you put in Google BA, you're probably going to, Balenciaga is probably going to be the top thing that pops up. And that's one of those things that they're like, okay, we, we like that. Like, it's a, it's a bunch of all the, the negative comments and everything that's going on. It's giving them more light. So I don't, I don't really think that talking was going to be the answer. I think it's going to be a bunch of, like... It's almost like there's no winning, yeah. honestly. Yeah. And it's like, at the end of the day, do what you can locally... And if you can't, if you can't physically talk to them or give them your opinion and you know that it can't be heard, do something at the local level or something that's close to you that you think is right that can change something that's going on around you. Because the problems that are online, most of the time are not problems that are directly associated with you or anything that is in the reach of your disposal and it's not something that is around you that is happening it's kind of something that you just see online and you're connected through the internet versus there's real problems out here that we could be trying to solve trying to help people with that get overlooked because people are stuck on their phones looking at these problems that are happening in the industry yeah and it's like just talking about it like it can help but like Deuce was saying, there has to just kind of be more, but also there's kind of no winning at the same time of just whatever the action is. Um, I don't know. It's just been a very interesting thing to see play out. And I'm 
I'm interested to see what their later statements are going to be and if they're going to try lawsuits again. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I guess we will. <laughs> With all that being said, go out and try to be a good person. Um, try to do what you think is right and stand on your values and beliefs. Shout out to Pops Vintage. And this is the end of the third fashion episode. And good luck on your finals, everyone.